0: SPS Radio. In this bulletin, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese reiterates commitment to voice to Parliament amid diverging views expressed among Indigenous Australians. The federal government announces a review of the Australian Defence Force, and Nancy Pelosi becomes the highest-ranking American official to visit Taiwan in 25 years. Anthony Albanese says he acknowledges there are diverging views among Indigenous Australians on the voice to Parliament and the Uluru Statement from the Heart. The Labour government is committed to implementing the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full with a treaty, the second aspect of the process. The Prime Minister says this national discussion may not be easy, but it is sensible. The Uluru Statement from the Heart didn't appear in a vacuum. It occurred after years of the most extensive consultation with First Nations people around the country. But most importantly, I know it has overwhelmingly the support of Indigenous Australians. Do I expect uh, every Australian on the roll to vote yes? No, I don't. And that's important that people are able to express their views. But overwhelmingly, this is a sensible proposition... Advocates for the First Nations community have expressed outrage over the planned closure of the National Centre for Indigenous Excellence in Sydney. Local residents are pushing for an inquiry into how the Centre at Fund suffered a $2 million annual loss as it prepares to shut in a week. The, no- the National Centre for Indigenous Excellence first opened in 2006 to support the local Aboriginal community and the Centre staff only learned of the proposed shutdown. On Monday, the federal government has announced a major strategic review of the Australian Defence Force to ensure it's well positioned to meet future security challenges. The review will be the first of its kind since 2012 and and will be held and will be led by retired Air Chief Marshal Sir Angus Houston and former Labour Defence Minister Stephen Smith. The two experts will undertake the most comprehensive reassessment of the military in 35 years. Defence Minister Richard Maas says their recommendations on the ADF's structure and preparedness will be delivered in March next year. It will look at questions of force structure, it will look at questions of capability, it will ask and answer foundational questions about given our strategic circumstances, what is it that we want our defence force to do on behalf of our nation in this moment. This will be the most significant review that we have seen of our Defence Force in decades. Stuart Erz has, designed, has resigned from the New South Wales Ministry and as the state's deputy liberal leader. A draft review into the John Parirallo New York City job job scandal found he may have breached the Ministerial Code of Conduct. The recruitment process for the New York-based trade role is the subject of a New South Wales parliamentary inquiry. The state's Premier Dominic Perrottet says his resignation follows a briefing he received from the Department of Premier and Cabinet on Tuesday. The, the issues in the review go directly to the engagement of Minister Ayres with the Department Secretary in respect of the recruitment process. So that raises questions in relation um, to the Ministerial Code of Conduct. Um, as a result, um, Minister Ayres has resigned from his positions and, and DPC, the Department of Premier and Cabinet, um, will conduct an investigation in relation to those oh, wait, Mr Ayers denies any wrongdoing. A proposal to restore territory rights is one step closer after a bill passed Federal Parliament's lower house. Labour MPs Luke Gosling and Alicia Payne introduced the bill which aims to allow the Northern Territory and the ACT governments to legislate on voluntary assisted dying. It is well past time uh, that Territorians, whether they be in the Northern Territory or the ACT, were treated as second-class citizens. And that will mean for Territorians uh, that we will uh, regain the ability to make laws on issues that affect us as Territorians. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese and Opposition Leader Peter Dutton allowed MPs a conscience vote on the matter and it passed with 99 votes for and 37 against. New South Wales Police are appealing for the public to help solve the case of of, of assassination of a Turkish diplomat and his bodyguard more than four decades ago. As a part of a reinvestigation into the 1980 case, the Counter-Terrorism and Special Tactics Command has released an audio recording of a claim of responsibility in the hope that someone may recognize the female's voice. In the recording, a female voice claims responsibility for the assassinations on behalf of the justice commandos of the Armenian Genocide. The attacks are in the retaliation for the injustice done to the Armenians. By Turkey in 1915, we are the authors of the above-mentioned act. Right. We have no connections at all with the so-called Armenian secret army, and Turkish institutions are our targets. The Armenian genocide. The Federal Electoral Commission says its partnering with online platforms during the 2022 federal election campaign resulted in less false information being circulated. Commissioner Tom Rogers says the decision to link with Facebook, Twitter, Google and Microsoft helped prevent the spread of, of harmful content online. The Commission identified 31 pieces of misinformation on Twitter alone and referred several posts for removal. Foreign Minister Penny Wong has called for calm and a de-escalation of tensions between Beijing and Washington after U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. Pelosi became the highest-ranking American official in 25 years to visit the country. China has condemned the visit by Ms. Pelosi, saying it's a threat to peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. White House National Security spokesman John Kirby says the Biden administration wants to avoid conflict. There's no reason for Beijing to turn this visit, uh, uh, which is consistent with longstanding U.S. policy, into some sort of crisis, or use it as a pretext to increase aggressiveness uh, and and military activity in or around the Taiwan Strait, now or beyond her travel. We will not engage in saber-rattling. We will continue to operate in the seas and the skies of the Western Pacific as we have done for decades. We will continue to support Taiwan. A representative of the Russian delegation has warned Western countries not to test Russia's resolve. Speaking at the conference for the Treaty on the Non Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons at the United Nations, Alexander Trofimov says if Western countries try to test Russia, then it would not back down. But if Western countries try to test our resolve, Russia will not back down. And this is not the language of threat. This is simply a statement of what is possible, such is the logic of deterrence. The grounds for this decision were the confrontational actions and provocative statements by representatives of Western nuclear powers regarding the possibility of NATO interference in military Actions in Ukraine against Russia. Thank you. And new data released by the Australian Red Cross shows more than 20,000 Australians have signed up to become blood and plasma donors since the lifting of the UK mad cow blood donor ban. So far, 20,711 people are booked in for their first blood donation since Monday of last week. The rule change means that anyone who lived or travelled in the UK for six months or before between 1980 and 1996 can now donate blood and plasma in Australia. And now to sport, Australia has secured more than 100 medals at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Action 5 action after day 5 events saw Australia claim 11 gold medals, 12 silver and 12 bronze, bringing Australia's total hold to 106 medals on the tally. One of the highlights was Australian weightlifter Aileen Aileen Chikamatana, who became the first woman to win Commonwealth Games gold medals for two different countries. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Perth, showers and windy seventeen. Adelaide showers nineteen degrees. Melbourne, showers and wind easing nineteen. Hobart a shower of two sixteen. Canberra, showers increasing seventeen. Wollongong, cloud and clearing, twenty-three degrees. Sydney, much the same, twenty-three, Newcastle, similar conditions, twenty-three degrees. Brisbane, mostly sunny twenty-four, Cairns, partly cloudy day twenty-eight, and Darwin a mostly sunny day and a top of thirty-one degrees. That is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.